Welcome to the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It's the second week that we're doing this. Uh, so this is pretty consistent for us, I think, right, Sean? I got our friend Sean Iman in the house. Say hi, Sean. What's up, Warrior Nation? Availability uh, is the best ability. Availability is the best ability. That Maybe that'll be the theme of today. Yes, yeah, stay healthy. Because you can't get in the game. It doesn't matter. You, I mean, it's... It, it, I, honestly, that's something that I fear so often. It's like being too sick to make it into a game. And there's never been a game yet in my life that I've looked forward to as a fan. That I So let's not botch it by me saying that. But stay available. Make sure our players stay, uh, stay available. Our fans stay available. Because we're honing in on the first game of the UH Warrior football season, which is just two weeks away. And here at HISportsFans.com, I've, I've never called it HISportsFans.com, the, the company, Hawaii Sports Fans, but that is a website to go and check out. Um, go to HISportsFans.com because we have a, two spots left on our UCLA tour. And I just came back from a place that we just added to the tour. And you're going to be like, where, where, where? Is it like, I don't know, another NFL game? Oh, I wish. Or another major league game? I wish. But even better, a minor league game in Lake Elsinore, California. And that's the best. I talked about this on the show yesterday. If you listened to the Wayne Cueto show about how much I love just the experience of going to smaller towns. And I got that real small town feel for sure. People think like California, like, oh, these like, you know, big cities, elite cities, LOL. But, you know, uh, there's some Merca cities right there as well. And they are... <laughs> Sean's laughing. I can see him. You can't see us because this is just a podcast, but Sean knows what I mean. And um, that's the great thing about sports. And I say this uh, not to be trite or about it at all. Sports brings people together. And why else would I go to some of these places or towns that I go to? Why else would a lot of people, you know, um, even go to some places that, you know, are apparently really beautiful places, but it's really the sports that makes them the places that they are. Right. And, you know, I think like, uh, like green Bay, for instance, probably nobody would go to green Bay, Wisconsin, if the green Bay Packers went there. And I've been to green Bay and it's a lovely place. And I'm not saying that it was a waste of my time to go there, but I obviously had an amazing time going there to see Lambo and to, to go to the museum there. But, you know, it's not always sports really is what, gives character to a place and um that's why it's so great to see new teams and new franchises pop up and we want that in hawaii because university of hawaii they are they are lucky too and i think uh has taken advantage they don't take an advantage haven't taken advantage of it enough that that they really are the only team in town and we say this all the time but you know when you're in the mainland you have so many more options you go to pro teams you can go to a bazillion other college teams you can support and uh Today, I got to go to a minor league baseball game in Lake Elsinore, so I drove from L.A. And the reason I went there is because we're going to go there on our tour, and they're going to see Coach Len Sakata. Yes, the name Len Sakata, oh. Kalani High School grad. And he was the second Asian-American to ever play in the major leagues, which I think is really cool to be a trailblazer. And he won a World Series. And he was on the field with the Baltimore Orioles when Cal Ripken started his streak of games. So pretty cool. And he was playing shortstop. And then Kyrie moved to shortstop. And then the coach moved into second. Pretty cool. And I was like, wow, just this Lens Sakata history. Um, but he's, got, he's the manager of the San Jose Giants. And they're going to come into town to play the Lake Elsinore Storm. 
And uh, so like Elsinore, this is a low A team of minor leagues. So they're a low A San Diego Padres affiliate. They play a team called the Inland Empire, which is the Angels low A affiliate. And I went to watch them play when Mike Trout was rehabbing and playing on that team. And it was crazy to see Mike Trout there in that stadium. Um, but that, I love minor league baseball because of all of the wonderful promos. And tonight they had a Thirsty Thursdays, but I did not participate because it was $30 unlimited. I told Sean, I, I, there's no way I could even possibly reach my $30 capacity of alcohol consumption. So I was like, I'll pass. But it was, it's one of the fun things about minor league baseball is that you have all these fun promos. And that's what brings fans. That's what brings fans more than anything. Was there a game on the field? You know, I got really close to the players because, you know, I could move around. I sat and, like, I felt really bad. The players' uniforms were, like, horrible. Like, they're falling apart. Like, like legit, like, these players, like, in low A, like, they don't even – they probably don't even care, you know. And, like, I felt kind of bad, actually, for players. For the first time, feeling bad for pro athletes. But, um, you know, they were just playing to, for that dream. And I love that, too. Like, hey, you never know. If I have a good game and I keep stringing them together – one day I could play in the big leagues. One day I could do it, and I'm so close, you know. And I, I, I think there's a lot of inspiration that can be found. And let's just, like I said, as fans, um, fans from all backgrounds, of all nationalities, of all political affiliations, of all vaccinations, statuses. <laughs> well, the hustle. They were checking. Thirty baseballs, and you know, you see the stars before they're stars. But um, Sean probably remembers the Honolulu Sharks and Ichiro yep. Suzuki was on that team, Ichiro. And um, had the kind, too, um, the kind that he was the uh, Red Sox, um, that Howley guy, what's his name? He, was, uh, he had a brother who also pitched. He was a closer for the Red Sox when they won the World Series. Yeah, I went to a couple games at Hans Lorange. Yeah, and Hans Lorange had a team, the West yeah. Oahu Cane Fire. Yeah, the Cane Fires. I love this, like, just small baseball. Like, you never know, first of all, these guys will go to the pros. And even if they don't, it's like a game on the field. And that's what brings people together is that game on the field. And ultimately, I tie this back to University of Hawaii. Remembering at, the, at its core, you are the state's team. And, they, I, I, you know, Bobby Curran brought this up tonight. As I was listening to the show, as I was at this minor league game tonight, um, showing off our, our, our seats where it's going to be a four top. We're actually sitting at a table at this minor league game with seats around it and eating and it's going to be really fun and cool. And that's another thing like those parts of a stadium should be in TC Ching. And they, and they had a whole wing on the third base down the third base line at this minor league field. That was like a tiered um, bar area and restaurant where they brought the food out to you. And it was like a patio. So I felt like being on the patio in somebody's backyard, but it was really big and you could see down and, it was just fun. Like, it doesn't matter who's playing, right? Like, do we know any of those players? No. Nobody knows who's on the field. And, Sean, this is the craziest thing, okay? When they were showing the players' birth dates, almost all of them were born in 2001. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait. What? Like, I was like, were they drafted in 2001? I was like, no, they were born. I was like, holy cow. Um, so that's what you're going to see. A lot of, like, basically children playing baseball and getting paid a little bit for it. Um, but that's so exciting. And, you know, that that's the identity of, like, this town, like Elsinore, you know, having this pro team. And they played Visalia, which is this town in, like, central California and um, very farmy. And a lot of these, you know, it's inland California towns, they still have you know, a lot of rivalry with each other as well. So it's cool. 
But um, ultimately, we're going to be there on Sunday, and that's going to be our third baseball game. So we're going to have three baseball games and our football game, all premium seating. Um, at UH, we'll be at the Rose Bowl. It'll be a little bit of a hot one there as well. But Coach uh, Graham is excited about day, that game at UCLA, and uh, you know he was there again, fired up. But Sean last week couldn't make it, but he was there this week, so I know he's even more excited and chomping at the bit to talk about what a great uh, time that was just hearing from coach Graham and um, yeah, Sean, just uh, what were your experiences? Ruby Tuesday, shout out Rick Nakashima there at um, one of the Ruby Tuesdays where they are hosting it. Um, but you know, Sean, just uh, what are your feelings? I know you just wanted to get into a stadium, went into a game. So hopefully this gave you a little bit of that, that, that craving, uh, you know, that satisfaction. Right. So I, I haven't been to a, a call to coach since the one, right before the sugar bowl so it has been a really long time since i've been to a call to coach oh my gosh that's forever ago. yeah and i i really enjoyed it like you know the way our case numbers are going mm-hmm. i just i wanted to go because i'm not sure when the next time i'm going to be able to go see something in person and i feel like this was my best shot to see stuff live and like i saw people you know i saw uh fans that i know and it was very comforting, you know, just seeing people that you know and friends and family and new friends, old friends, your buddy Brad. Yeah, Lance, he was there, and, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Shout out to our uh, friend Brad. The cool thing about uh, where I sat was Jen was showing me pictures of T.C. Ching. And she showed, she showed me uh, the new luxury boxes. Cool. And they just installed, they, they enclosed them real recently so i mean that's that's really exciting and i'm i'm just shocked that uh was able to pull this off in such a small you know time frame i thought they were going to be trying to throw this thing up the day before so for them to be like not only ahead of schedule on schedule but ahead of schedule is is amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah definitely well well the standards are not super high when it comes to what we've said but i i totally agree this is much faster than what we've seen in recent when it comes to public projects at least right but uh had a lot of autonomy over this project plus it got a lot of press plus there was urgency so things can be done obviously in the in hawaii oh if we want to build a new condo in kakako bam it's up there you know taking away another um part of our childhood like you know spaghetti factory or something so you know like that's hawaii for you but at the same time like i'm saying like a lot of these trends right with stadiums and with entertainment uh those have been around forever and like the stadium really the stadium had suites in it did you ever go to an aloha stadium they did put in like prefab suites kind of like um that were in the south end zone they had a couple and they would serve food is that, was that like right on the field like no, they that, were so that those were suites on the field as well. Yes, but they okay. also had ones that were like in by the press box, by the media box as well. No, I've I've never, I didn't know of such a thing. I've never been over there. Well, we're gonna be in a suite at the Angels game, man. Yankees. I have to drop that again. HISportsFans.com. But those that experience is what brings new fans. It's what brings people who. Um, Yes, there are going to be people. You know, it's funny. I was, I've was i been thinking about this. When, when people talk about, like, Simon Sippers, right? Like, the people and and when we – and uh, anyways, it <laughs> – 
their fans, if they are sipping Simon, literally doing so, because I eat Simon at games, especially at Sanchez. I was buying Simon and <laughs> sipping it at, when I was in the sixth grade at UH, you know, the UH game. But, but what, we're, you know, what we're getting at is a lot of these guys are not cheering. They're not the cheer-cheer type, right? Rah-rah type. But, right. They you know, want they, you to sit down and be quiet. They want you to. So there's all kind of fans. Um, but we do at, at, at UH, they benefit from a lot of the Simon Sippers and us and other local people who have stuck around. So now it's time to really buckle down and, and, and build a fan base again because I don't think it's – I personally don't think we're going to just sell off 15,000. I, I don't even know if we're going to sell 9,000, to be honest, even, even once we get to that point, just because um, we're, we've teared it all down. We've basically, it's a tear down in a lot of ways and then putting it back up. I'm hoping we can, but like once we get to 35,000, that's, that's going to be, it could be again, empty kind stadiums. You know what I mean? And people are going to be like, Oh, waste time we build this stadium, you know, if UH kind of fill it. Because, excuse me, it's not like we were really getting close to 30 or even 35, 25 that often. So it's just, it's unbelievable that people are like on pins and needles about whether they're going to be able to buy tickets this year or not. So many people are stressing, yeah. stressing and just waiting for the call. I, you stayed in, in Warrior Nation. You know, you, have you guys got the call? Have you guys got the call yet? So, uh, yeah, so I can't tell you that, that call the coach. There's, there's optimism that there will be fans at the first game. That, that was a topic, and people were talking about it, like, in the crowd. And there seemed to be, they seemed to be optimistic about there being fans for the first game. <laughs> I'm less optimistic once uh, we just changed the – the seating of course it's indoor capacity but the kool-aid was being served at ruby tuesday tonight oh definitely definitely yes. that's the and, you know, and that happens that happens when the coach is there everybody wants to make nice and right um you know coach graham i think it, honestly I, I really i i i think coach graham is really open and i i appreciate and respect a lot of his openness and willingness to um answer the questions like he doesn't really step away from any answer, answering any questions he steps right into them i don't always agree with the way he answers it like is and it's not that i don't agree with it completely i just don't agree with the fundamental his fundamental reasoning um particularly around a very major topic tonight <clears throat> and i understand what coach is saying but that's when i talk about stakeholders stakeholders within the program we're all on different sides just like the game of capitalism in life. Know what side you're on, people. You know, it's like in, in Hawaii football, yes, as fans, we are major stakeholders. Coaches, administrators, if you're getting a check from the school, you are a different type of stakeholder because fans, we're not getting a check. We're not, we're not getting paid. We're just there every year. But um, I've always believed that our players, not always, I think I had to come around. So I understand because I played – you know, college as an amateur. And that's how we grew up seeing college players as amateurs. So it is weird, I think. And, and I can, I can acknowledge that, that it's going to be an adjustment. Something that I did like that coach Graham said about conference alignment, because he said, really, this all goes back to money. And what it was is NLI. He didn't use the word NLI, but that's what he was talking mm -hmm. about and making money. So he talked about, um, you know, them ruining the game possibly this the new legislation where players can make money and bobby curran chimes in which i thought was a little snide that he chimed in to be like oh yeah and then the alabama quarterback like 
Dude, it's that's a first of all, that's a major position, and and Nick Saban is is loaded. When when have they ever criticized Nick Saban's uh, salary? If anything, people are like, oh, never. Oh, they worship him even more. Like, oh, everything's leather bound and smells like mahogany in this office, you know. So, you know, that's what it's it's this double standard that people have to look in the face for once. And I think it's hard, you know. Obviously, I don't expect Coach Graham to be like advocating for the players fully, but when he did talk about which I did appreciate and something we didn't bring up last week, or I brought it up a little bit is in that PAC 12 United that um, coach Rolo was against what the players were trying to bring together. They had stipulations of like, they want to see as, as college athletes. One of those things being as having healthcare afterwards, something as simple as healthcare afterwards. And I've been, I was like, this is an obvious one to me, at least five years of healthcare afterwards. Cause you're, you're, you're dealing with your injuries from after high school from after college into, into your professional life. You don't even play sports anymore, but you're, you know, you still got to deal with a lot of what the, the aftermath. So coach did bring that up. Coach Graham did say that. And very few coaches I've heard actually acknowledge that point at least. Cause some coaches would just be like, they don't deserve anything. It's amateurs. They shouldn't get anything. But at least coach said, okay, they should at least get paid to go home. Like he brought up a lot of things that should have already been paid for. But he's still what's what's missing though from his un what he doesn't get still yet as fundamentally in America you are getting paid dollars for your labor period right that's what that's we 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 argue that to the bit to the people argue that to the red in the face how hard they work and how much they deserve to be compensated and we agree capitalism that's, that's what players are doing but literally that's what the players are doing. They're working to make money, and we are paying. I'm going to all of their games. I'm traveling all over the place. I'm, I'm paying money every time I go. The players are not – it's not funneling down to them just because, you know, maybe it helped to pay for one of their, their courses maybe, maybe a little bit of it. But in America, well, I, you need to get paid, you know. Don't you think there's – this is like the adjustment period. We all kind of have to get used to – this is all brand new. This is brand new territory. And uh, – you know, the first guys, they're going to, the things that they get, their, their contracts, you know, getting a million dollar contract when you're in college. I mean, that's going to raise some eyebrows, right? So, for sure. For I, sure. I, I, I mean, mean, but like people, coaches get paid more than that. And like, we can, you can argue rationally that coaches have less of an effect. Like uh, Nick Saban has a $10 million effect on the season while all the players collectively have whatever the cost of attendances which is not even up to 10 million dollars you know what i'm saying like in america where we judge your labor and we give it a wage and we match those things together um the congress of america the supreme court has acknowledged that these players are employees so we don't say employees i mean okay now we do because some employees Apparently, if you like go and apply for a job at TGI Fridays or something, they give you appetizers or something, right? It's like all these in-kind things. Like, how can we give you everything but money? Because at the end of the day, the point is to raise wages. In America, everybody's wage needs to come up. But if you're, if you're in that top 1%, where that's where coaches, I mean, you do, you do know that, right? I mean, Coach Graham is a one percenter. This is not like, oh me being a Bernie bro and saying like, oh, it's us versus him. But it, his life is different from ours. I mean, his perspective from money for sure. And I'm not, and I'm not at all, um, 
And I think I'm I'm I think he I think he worked hard for his career, and I think that Coach Graham is a guy of great integrity. So it has nothing to do with like the merit behind it, but that money is kind of obscene. To, let's be honest, for a college coach to be, and he was in the Pac-12, so he he got a lot of that money. But that that was the weirdest thing when they were attacking like this kid for making a million. It's like, okay, but he's a player, and it's not going to last forever. And he's the head of quarterback of the football team where his face is already plastered all over the place anyway, for free. So we need, and, and so, that's what I'm So you, you would have preferred the, hey, good for you, kid, right? No, it was weird that he brought it. It was just weird that, like, uh, that, you know, guys like Curran, first of all, they jump on this right away. They don't say, like, well, because obviously Shevin, Shevin has an NLI contract. And they could have said, like, well – hey, Hawaii Shevin, and there's a comparison there and see how that compare. Like maybe you could make a basis of it's going to be easier for Alabama to be able to recruit or have, you know, or Miami have these guys give players whatever stipends, 15K for posting on Instagram or whatever. But don't, maybe, don't you think a little bit of it is like they're, they were both college athletes and – they didn't get, have this opportunity. So yeah. don't you think it's a little bit of back in my day? Definitely. No, I mean, would you? What would you say for that? I mean, yeah, this is the debate, you know. It's, it's kind of dealing with the, the purity and the sanctity of being a collegiate athlete. I mean, doing it for the love. But we do live in America. Yeah, this is the America oh, that put in a dream team in 1992 USA men's basketball because they didn't want to lose. So they brought out the nuclear bombs. So let's stop when it comes to America. That's what I'm saying. This, Amateurism. This is a joke when it comes to when America feels like it, it wants to be standard-driven, then it stands on some kind of notion. But um, the amateur game has evolved from one where it was not on television, of course, where our teams were playing the high school. So there was evolution within the game. Like there was within the NFL. Like there was within the NBA in your uh, both of our lifetimes. I'm kidding, Sean. I almost said your lifetime. <laughs> but both of our lifetimes, though. I mean, like the NBA was just on – I mean, I can – the 93, 94, Olajuwon, that was all tape delay. Everything was – and the NBA was tape right. delay in Hawaii and in – for the rest of the country was tape delay, you know, in the eighties even. And that's crazy. Like the NBA, the well, premier what did they tape games and show it a couple days later. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like we would never think about that today. We'd be like, Oh no, heck no. I'm not going to wait until two more days. I mean, the Olympics was the closest thing that we had to the back in the day. And that's because they were like, okay, people are sleeping right now. So they're clearly not going to be awake for the live, but there were, and that's what I loved about the NBC, which I really loved about the NBC Olympic app because they, um, you know, they had uh, everything live. So you could just watch whatever, you know, one in the morning or something. Um, but that's what Hawaii's product could be as well. It could be just driven by an app that people could, you know, people could uh, pay subscriptions to, or, you know, people could subscribe to like ESPN plus, which exists already. That's the issue when it comes. So Hawaii is banking on, um, you know, maybe they don't have too many games even on Spectrum because of, you know, hoping that the national games get picked up, pick up Hawaii. And that's the thing that could happen potentially. You could have almost every game 
on if a Mountain West game potentially. I mean, I don't know about everyone, but most well, of is, isn't. I think seven's protected, and they're broadcasting six on. TV, right? Spectrum or Spectrum is yeah. supposed to back up. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Spectrum, well, Spectrum has to have, you know, whatever amount that they, that they get, but um, they're double dipping anyway. So um, I, yeah, it is what it is, but whatever limits the product to the, the, the fan base or and it, whatever limits it to the rest of the world. Cause how many people do we know within Warrior Nation, within the, our Facebook group within the people that we meet at the games are like, Oh, I was just on the mainland and like, I don't know anything about Hawaii. And when I used to get home from work, I just watched like Timmy Chang. So how many people say Timmy Chang to me? It's crazy. Not even Colt. You know how many people say Timmy first name always to me? Oh, you had that quarterback. Oh yeah. Colt Brennan. No, the Asian guy. <laughs> Everybody always says that. I was like, Oh yeah. Timmy Chang. Well, a lot um, of my friends on the mainland, they, they would say that they would watch, UH games at late at night on cable. Yeah, like Fox Sports West. Yeah, like yeah. those those exactly. And those and that's was how June Jones was building our national resume as well, right? Like gaining eyeballs. Like even if it was in Vegas, which was perfect because we were always the last game, right? So everybody was like trying to make or break on the Hawaii game. They're like, who is Hawaii playing? Oh, Portland State. Uh yeah. Well just well, whatever. I lost all my money today. I gotta bet on one of these teams. So you know, it was cool. Like, Hawaii has to understand its uniqueness. And we talked about this last week, which was what Coach brought up last week, is the uniqueness of the program um, that um, it, it, it is what uh, sets it apart. And that, that's why I loved what Coach Graham said last week is because we say that on the show all the time. is like, understand our uniqueness. Understand what makes us us. Because that's the same thing as an actor in Los Angeles, right, as somebody who – you know, interviews. Some people go to one job interview their life and that's the job forever. I, I interview every day, basically all the time. So constantly interviewing and you realize you have to, how do you, how do you present yourself to the world in that short amount of time, you know? And that's what Hawaii gets sometimes just one chance, one chance to show itself. And how do you show the Hawaii that no one else can say it? And I believe, and I really believe in all of the NCAA programs and all you know, 135 NCAA FBS programs. We are different. We are, we are our own self, you know, and we're super going, unique. Yeah. And that should be, that should be marketed and exploited because it's a strong selling point. There's no place like this. Well, I think UCF is like, does better at trying to be Hawaii than right. we do. We get out Hawaii <laughs> by Oregon and UCF. It's kind of embarrassing. And now they got the hula bowl. And it's funny because yeah. like, I was like, well, honestly, it's kind of apropos that it's in UCF. I mean, that's like the extension of Hawaii at this point. And it's crazy, but UCF is going to build a major pipeline to Hawaii. I, I can see a solid five to 10 players on their roster, like that much on the UCF roster, because it's one of those programs that I think would take chances on Hawaii boys that are, are scrappy that UH would take, but boys that, you know, probably wouldn't get recruited by major pro but even though like look we had hawaii boys playing for texas a&m playing on michigan right now as a receiver you know no like state. that yeah like that's crazy what's going on right now so hawaii people are getting everywhere so you know but you gotta say what's you ucf is they they know how to make themselves stand out uh but coach talked about the ucla game coming up as well how they've been working on that game plan for about um he said since like spring or something so that's exciting i mean he definitely wants to beat ucla that's for sure 
there's a quiet confidence there. And from what people are saying, the team has made big strides, both on offense and defense. So, What were some uh, of the major um, points that you pulled away, Sean, with? Oh, well, the, they were talking about the tight end. Okay. Uh, tight end is going to be a big factor this year. We're, they're going to run multiple tight end sets. Um, probably down by the goal line, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, last year when we did that, where we used um, 99 and we brought him in, the defensive end that we brought into was like a fullback slash H-back slash tight end. And that was great on the goal line. And and your coach brought that up. He always says, okay, now I don't know if he's listening to me because I say like, what offense are we? I never know because he always says, we are a fast pace, uh, play, mm-hmm. action, tempo, run, tempo. Yeah, up, tempo offense. So I'm like, are we though? How many times did we run play action last year? Honestly, like I feel like not even half the time was play action. Not even quarter of the time. In my How opinion, many times but, did Shevin chuck the ball out of bounds? But I mean, I, and I, you know, for Shevin, he had to learn a new offense. So I'm sure it was difficult for him. But still, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't run play action. I don't know. I, I mean, I... Look, I've never had to run a play action in a Division One, so it's I'm sure not easy. But um, when he says that that's our identity, I always think to myself, like, okay, pro style play action. Yeah, I kind of see that. I kind of saw that in the the, the Houston game, at least the University of Houston mm-hmm. game. But um, it's exciting because we can build in well, all of that. That's what I'm excited from last year. Opened up the playbook in Houston. They they kind of threw the kitchen sink at the Cougars. Yeah, no, and that was cool. I mean, we brought out stuff that we hadn't even seen as UH fans. And like I said, moving guys from the defensive end to the offensive side. And um, that was a fun game. It was it was a great year. I mean, being 5-4, and four, winning a bowl game, I can't stress this even more. I mean, it was a positive first year, I think, for Coach Graham. And I think, like, he um, he's going to have to um, continue to win over people for sure. Oh, you got your Mexico bullshit on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, I think he, um, he's been, he's been moving on up. I just, I hope that he is continuing to build a solid relationship with the local people of Hawaii. And like, I don't know him personally, not that I'm saying, Oh, he should know me, but I'm saying like, you know, like, you know, June Jones, Nick Rolovich, they were always enmeshed playing golf or, you see them with a lot of like, you know, Honolulu business type. So I'm wondering how many people, and it's not like required. Well, we've for gotten him to a, do that. We got a number of early recruits for next year. So the St. Louis guys. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I, you're right. And there are guys from St. Louis from Hawaii. Um, but I, I mean, but I'm talking more on a corporate level in terms of like su- sustaining donations, sustaining oh. uh, massive, well, listen, you know, that was one of the reasons they brought him in is because he can, help lasso in those big corporate dollars right he's good at he's good at getting those guys i don't know if he's brought in any corporate dollars yet though i don't think Uh, he's brought in any zero i mean where has he brought in yet i mean everything and i'm not saying that it's uh is like it's it's hard right hawaii is has a very unique profile but if well and at this point he's still he's still kind of an outsider and I think, you know, Hawaii being the place that it is, they'll give money to people they're comfortable with. And I, st- I still think that because of the pandemic and, you know, he hasn't been able to get out there and meet everybody, um, people are still kind of holding back. 
But to that point is at call the coach tonight, Coach Graham went up to every single person and talked to everybody in the, in the room. You know, albeit it was capped at 25 people, but I was impressed by the fact that he made that effort to go up, introduce himself, talk to every single person. Nice. That, that left, that left the impression on me. And you're right. And I think he is understanding his role. I, I, and the pandemic obviously did cause a lot of, you know, it, it kept him from being able to do what he wanted to do. But that's, that's the next step. He needs to be held accountable for that as well because it is important. You have to have a profile amongst local people. You have to be able to build that relationship. It's really important because that is a, that is a basis of the fan base. If we had an international fan base and people are donating, which is possible, that's another thing. And today, you can have a Hawaii fan base all over the world. People flying to Hawaii to come to games, like how we do, like how we fly other places. That's when you got to think of your brand on that level. And Hawaii could be that. We have a cool we're, – we're so unique that people would – like volleyball fans will watch Rainbow Wahine. You know, like there's a lot of different reasons to love Hawaii. But Hawaii needs to understand um, – the school itself needs to understand what makes us strong. And that's our unique identity. Well, the new stadium is a hop, skip and a jump from Waikiki. Mm -hmm. It's not that far. So, I mean, the potential is there. Yep. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, this new stadium (laughs) works out because now as more people are getting the call, uh, the caseloads have been going up. I mean, I, 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 last week when you asked me whether it'd be fans, I was like, no. And this week, I don't, it got worse. So I, I can't see, even though Dave Matlin did come out and say, to AD, that um, you would need to have, be vaccinated, correct? Right. Yeah, I, I showed my vaccination card to get, to get I heard. Into- I heard they weren't really checking though. Brad was just like, whatever, they didn't check. I brought it, I flashed it. That's good. You should flash your vaccination card. Always flash your card if you have a chance. I, I'm thinking we'll probably know a week or two out what's probably going to happen. Maybe even game week. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to do something. Yeah, I think they'll do something. They'll figure it out. I, I just... Just don't ask Ige. I just don't know <laughs> if... Um, yeah, so I just don't know if the, the, the first part of the year. I think there will be fans at some point. I, I yeah. don't know the first game. I would be. guess like mid-October. That's my guess. Didn't Ige make an announcement of this October 16th or something? And that was for the indoor? Oh. Um, was so that I today? Th- yeah, I think because the indoor is now 25, right? And then the gatherings are 10. Yeah. People. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think... Or, vac- or UH is going to have to pick their 25 most loyal diehard fans to watch this <laughs> well i mean they're probably not gonna pick me i guess i'm not diehard or loyal enough i just go to every game but you know it is what it is. <laughs> i think you make the cut dude <laughs> i don't know i don't know honestly i don't know if they would make the cut, but that's i think um you know I wish we were back in the stadium. It makes me sad that we won't have the stadium a proper goodbye. We were talking about that. We want one more game at Aloha yeah. Stadium to like give it a proper send off, just to say aloha. But we would be crying the whole time anyway, so uh, I probably wouldn't. A lot of memories in that rust bucket. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I I think as fans we have to evolve, and our this team needs to evolve, and the way that it evolves 
is by growing is by becoming brand new again. Like uh, how is UH going to change? Not just, okay, we have Adidas now. Like how are we going to change? How are we going right. to look different? Embracing you know? the past, but reinventing yourself. Exactly. And I think uh, vintage, the rainbow, what brings people together. You gotta, you gotta double down on those things. I mean, just in the game, just in the, just in the apparel game alone, UH is so far behind. Like they could have been selling so much like people love and you know, like what kind of rep do these guys have? What kind of rep was our, our, our Under Armour rep? Like was he gotta be ready to go? Like the Bruno thing, when, when Bruno wore the thing in his concert, the baseball jersey. I would have totally bought that jersey that oh night. It was and the whole world would have bought that jersey yeah. that night. So uh, just things like that. You got to know when to, to capitalize on, on the, the high um, and the highs because they're going to be lows. Hopefully this year is not a low. Um, but, Sean, anything else that you want to report from? Um, I know there were some players there as well, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I can't even say his name. I'm not even gonna try. Hakili <laughs> uh, Kilili, right? And yeah. um, who else was there? Uh, oh, Eugene Pryor, right? Yeah, so, Eugene Pryor. Yeah. I think he's from Visalia. I think he's from. Is he from there? I think he might be from where I was just where the team was at the minor league team because he talked about being 45 minutes. Well, yeah, but he was talking about up by yeah. Fresno. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, it was interesting hearing from those players. It's exciting. I think the team is – I am high on this team. I haven't made an official. Maybe we'll, next week we'll have to have an official record. Well, and we'll go yeah, – I, I, I had a great time. They gave they gave away a lot of stuff there during every commercial break. They're giving away swag. They're giving away signed jerseys. So they gave away Muasal's jersey tonight. So. Yeah, oh, cool. cool. Who oh, won yeah, it? Who won, be... it? Who won the moustaches? I don't, I don't remember. Hey, you got pretty good odds if you um, – there's know, only 25 people. Yeah, 25 and wow. they give out – I would totally rock price. that moustache jersey if I want. I know. That's why I, I was like, I want that. I was looking at it on the table and like, you know, I got a lot of UH jerseys, but it ain't the – Oh, no. The, the official one. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Maybe yeah, next so, time I'll get that jersey. Yeah, if, if you want to – legit uh game worn jersey and coach said he'd get an autograph for you so oh wow cool go to, go to call the coach all right so call the coach if you want to and then the espn sports festival is still going on i'm sure they talked about it there i was uh, a speaker you can um hear what i said last night back on my show i kind of went more in depth in terms of the ultimate sports and travel package or experience package is coming up i do have a great ultimate sports package coming up um, i'm trying to convince sean to come too but you know the whole work thing gets in the way sometime i guess but it's going to be an amazing trip so i hope anybody out there um can make it with us because uh, we're going to see the dodgers from the home run seats we're going to see hawaii ucla we're going to go to see coach len sakata coach in a minor league game in like elsinore and then we're going to see angels and the yankees and show yeah Hattani. people brought up your that name at the call a coach <laughs> Nothing but good things, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's shocking, actually. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. I mean, no, I'm nice to everybody, but I think people are just like, I don't want to be overkill, you know? Like, I just want to be like a fan like everybody else, you know? Like, you know, I, when I go to Call the Coach, I just want to sit down and watch Call the Coach. I don't want to be like approached, that, that, that people would approach me, but I don't want to feel like I just want to be the fan because I also just want to win things as well. If I went to Call the Coach, I'd be like, um... 
I totally want that jersey. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad only good things. Um, mahalo, Sean, for joining me. Mahalo for another podcast. And thanks, everyone Mahalo, out Wayne. there, for joining. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Aloha. Go both. <laughs>